All right, we're on. Sweet. Can you guys hear me? Hello, everybody. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, hopping on and, and chatting. I thought it'd be fun to have both of you guys on and we can kind of just go really in any direction, but I, I wanted to focus a little bit on nationals, um, how you guys felt about that. And then, you know, there's always new people coming into the sport. It's just very young. So we can just uh, teach and learn and listen. And you guys are the experts. I'm just the, I'm just the fanboy here. I am no expert ever. I would call myself the expert. I'd ask the guy who won national. Like, I, I wouldn't even consider myself an expert. <laughs> I, I learn something every day. So, well, that that's a theme that I've found among you know champions that we chat with is they they aren't they aren't content where you're at, and that's that's a good thing. I mean, now I don't want to say not content because you can be content and still want. So you say you're not an expert. <clears throat> what are you working yeah, on? It's not not that I'm content. It, it, you don't know what you don't know. It's because yeah. you show up to an event, you don't know something and you find on the fly, you find that, oh, hey, heads up. If I zero my rifle and my cutie mount for my sling is touching my barrel and then I take my cutie mount sling off and move it. It changes my zero and then my zero is filling off. That's something you don't know. You can't be content with you don't know it exists until you yeah. do it and make that mistake. This sounds like a story here. It's a personal <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah. Did that happen at nationals? No, that happened before nationals at Iowa. It was the competition before nationals. Cool. So you learn something new every time you go compete. Every well, time. and those are the times to learn them before you get to nationals. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Every time I come back from an event this year, my wife would be like, well, what went wrong this time? I'm like, well, this is what I learned this time. You can't do yeah. this because it doesn't work that way. Uh, and, you know, journey on a new sport. Like the, the issue is like Cody and I come from a sport where the only thing I had to worry about was my body. My shoes were probably never going to break. My grips were probably never going to rip. My belt Velcro was never going to fail on me. Uh, it was just my body. And that's something that I can work in day in and day out in the barn. But like now you go to a, we compete in an event where we have equipment failures or equipment constraints that we have to take care of that is more than just our physical body. And so there's a lot of issues and things that can happen that you just don't plan for. So welcome yeah. to the sport, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of the, the fun part about it. What, um, Cody, what has been your biggest equipment learning uh opportunity uh, uh equipment i haven't really had a whole lot of malfunctions i've been pretty lucky um but yeah i kind of like jacob was saying like i was having a small thing with my rifle at nationals where for whatever reason the first time i sent the no every time i i wrapped the, my rifle yeah like the, the bull carrier group fire, goes forward yeah. So I don't know that I had a little bit of that at nationals, but I've been pretty lucky so far with all the other things I've been doing. So I haven't had any catastrophic stuff happen, but yeah, it is kind of like, it's kind of a bummer, but I think there's things you can do to mitigate that, you know, taking care of your equipment and everything. But, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, if you were to have something catastrophic happen, um, Oh, it's going to come. It's going to come. It's, it's, it's going to come. Let's see. What are, 
catastrophic That's why I'm not shooting a staccato and I'm sticking to my little plastic no, guns. No, no. Well, my only like... catastrophic failure was not on a rifle. It was, I mean, I'm sorry, it was not on my pistol. It was on my rifle. I had oh. a... I had a squib round, so um, I'll, oh. find it, I'll have to find it in just a second what that is. Um, we're competing in Ohio this year. It was like in the summertime sometime. And I drove there and throughout the whole weekend, had a good time. Last workout comes. We had three rifle sequences to shoot in this final workout. It's kind of a sprint workout. And um, got up there, fired my first firing sequence, fired my first round of rifle, good. Second round of rifle, good. Third round, I hear a click. It got, it's, it, the rifle was something weird. And I'm like, what? I never had a squib round in my life. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And so I keep trying to fire this thing and it's not working. It's not charging. BCG is, is it seated correctly. Everything's messed up. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. So I open up my, my upper, flip it open, look into it. And sure enough, I've got a freaking round <laughs> stuck in the middle of my barrel, right? It had enough powder to get it halfway through my better barrel but not enough to leave right Ooh. so just stuck there and i was like i looked at jake and i'm like what do i do he goes you're screwed he's like yeah. he's yeah. like you just pretty much just run the whole workout and don't shoot your rifle shoot your pistol i ran that workout as fast as i possibly could <laughs> and i just did, i skipped all my rifle i was like yeah because you couldn't do anything yeah so stuff like that they actually changed the rule book since then that way if i have a squib round i can borrow someone's rifle in the crowd i would just be like hey cody what's your zero you tell me and i'd run it but for that competition at that point in time the rule set said um, you had to use your rifle, so you couldn't use somebody else's. So I brought a yeah. backup rifle from, from there on out. <clears throat> squib rounds suck. <clears throat> my worst one so far, which is my fault for not running the 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 full magazine before we we went to compete. It was um it was one of my first ones. It was in Price, Utah, and this is a couple of years ago. Yeah, that and... was uh, twenty twenty one. Okay, okay, so that was that was, that was my first one. Ever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw yeah. you there. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the the long movement there, you load a magazine up full thirty rounds, and I believe it was five different stations that yep. you shoot yep. uh, six rounds. Yep. And you had your plate carrier on, plus you had I think it was forty or fifty pounds in a rucksack. Yeah. I mean, and it was three, maybe two mile run down a canyon. Yours was the, double that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So first round, I shoot. And I hear, you know, you, you can feel the bolt carrier group come back and, and, and go back forward. And I was like, that didn't feel right. So I go to shoot again and I hear click. I'm like, what the heck? So I, I look around, didn't come in, pop my magazine and it's just jiggling. And I'm like, what the crap? So it had the, the chaser got stuck at the bottom because I had fully filled the magazine, which magazine should that should be okay, right? You should be able to fill 30 rounds in, but I had not, I had not checked it. It was a, a new company that I hadn't used. Um, they, they sponsor me now and they fixed their stuff. So that's good. Um, well, you couldn't pay me enough money in the world, Tyler, not to use a Magpul magazine. So I don't know what company you're using, but we should bash them right now. Yeah. That, well, okay? they, they, <laughs> I, I do agree with you. They have fixed the issue now. Um, do you clean your rifle magazines? You could pop them and clean them with that big old black brush. Thing. Oh no, it 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 was it was the magazine. It was a manufacturing wow. failure. Like wow. it was 100% the magazine was on them, the not checking the magazine was on me. Wow. But man, I I and it was that first target was really far, so I missed it anyways. So and it was 10 second penalty. So it was 300 seconds just gone. 
So well, finally, you I get you. Pro you probably got failure to engage also, so it's probably double. Probably, yeah. You didn't engage targets; you just left them, just ran. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know at that point if they, you know, they had that rule in, but it was Maybe just kind of like you know halfway through, he's like, "Really, dude? Just go run! Like, there's no point in you even trying at this point." I'm like, I, I agree with you. So, so I will bring back up if we have a if we have an event that has four firing sequences. Um, I will bring five magazines for every weapon um, system. Yeah. I will carry it or even better if, if for your perspective, I would carry those magazines for that. I'd carry an extra one. But if we have to come back for multiple rounds, I will have a fifth rifle and a fifth pistol at the start line of the competition. That way, if yeah. I need it, I don't want to carry it, but it's, it's not fair for me to leave it at the firing line. So I will run back and grab it because yeah. that has actually benefited me a few times because sometimes no matter how many times you clean it, your spring and your, your oh, yeah. magazine will just decide, eh, today's, I'm going to take a break. I'm not working yeah. today. That's kind of the fun element about the sport, though, is, you know, like you, no, you said, not. you guys, <laughs> well, you guys both coming from CrossFit, it was your body. Well, now, you know, it's it's multiple other things that aren't completely under your control. I mean, they can fun. be up to a point, right? Like if I would have checked my magazine, uh, then that's on me. That reminds me of uh, when you guys were like early on in your CrossFit days, do you ever remember like you get like the free pre-workout samples or anything with a, <laughs> <laughs> like a competition and you always have the people that would try it and they've never tried that pre-workout before or anything. And then oh, I remember yeah. Sam Quant, I don't know if it was the first time Sam Quant tried a certain pre-workout, but there's a picture of him like throwing up on the competition floor at regionals in 2015. <laughs> Dude, I, I still make that, that mistake. Night. They'll send us free samples to the gym and I'm like, ah, this one looks good. Let me look through the ingredients. And then, oh, man, something hits different. And you're like, that is, that Let me is try not, competition for the first time. Yeah. That's, that's exactly <laughs> how you pop positive for a drug test. Too. That's, that's true. I, that's I, I stayed too. away from that crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, see, we're going to say, luckily, I'm I'm not at that level where it matters. So, no, <laughs> <clears throat> You think they'll uh, ever test in the tactical games? Yeah. Yes, they will. I bet cool. you they do it this year. Yeah. They Sweet. actually, Jared actually talked about doing it this year we just had. Uh, he talked about in the beginning of the year. He actually announced that on a podcast. He was going to drug test uh, the top five male and females cool. in uh, the only in the elite division. Because personal yeah. opinion, if you're 50 years old and you want to take something, I don't give a crap. You do yeah. whatever you want to do to survive. Yeah. Um, so you're just happy to be out there. But um, for some reason, they didn't test i didn't actually ask him why i'm sure he can speak on it at some point but i would imagine by next year we're going to test i think That's his right. rules are if you test positive you're out forever he, yeah. he's not looking at a four-year ban which i would prefer yeah. at, at this rate cody and i are in a sport that we, i wouldn't take drugs now i would have taken it for the last sport i was in. if i'm being honest yeah that's true yeah no and so I, we have to start cycling off now right <laughs> yeah. I, unless there's a drug for shooting better then i'm all yeah <laughs> you need like the uh what was that movie called limitless oh yeah limitless yeah, yeah give me one yeah. of those yeah i mean i i guess maybe adderall but no nah, it makes you shaky you no know? i mean have you ever tried this is a good question for both of you have you ever so um you ever drink a lot of caffeine and try to shoot it is you're right the worst you have yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with rifle but as soon as you're like i'm gonna shoot this accurate pistol shot you're like uh yeah i can't do this so yeah. like when i compete i don't take next to nothing because it, it is terrible 
for trying yeah, to yeah drink coffee sure. regularly jacob uh i do so i drink a lot of caffeine regularly but then when i have to because of crossfit and work and crap but when i go compete i have to tile it down because it's like yeah Maybe i'm not I seeing what I want. i'm not seeing what i want to see <laughs> my my first tech cup first couple tactical games i i used some pre-workout uh, but after that i i stopped because i mean really what are you trying to do you're trying to balance the fitness and shooting well so if i'm popping my heart rate up and trying to keep it down there's really no point so maybe a non-stem just because i'm trying to get in my my creatine or whatever i, I have some beetroot powder and creatine in my non-stem pre-workout but yeah competing tactical games i, I do actually stay away from it yeah, I don't think I would ever feel the need to take anything before <laughs> it work out. Mm, you need you you need you need to sleep less than Cody. Come spend a week with me. We will chug pre-workout and <laughs> together just hang out. <laughs> how, how has your um this is probably it's a super broad question, but like how have your lives changed? training wise sleep wise everything going from crossfit to the tactical games oh go ahead cody uh how is our how has my life changed yeah like a so life so lifestyle let's say because i mean unless the tactical games has changed your life in some way and you know some rebel relevant relative i can't talk <laughs> um but like lifestyle has your lifestyle changed chain changing um, training styles I mean, I think, I mean, definitely training styles. Like I still, I still train CrossFit. Like I, I haven't really changed my fitness training. Cause I think CrossFit benefits most of the stuff that we do in there. I mean, I think there's maybe a little bit less pressure on being good at like pull-ups and muscle-ups, unfortunately, but um, yeah. So maybe a little bit more like odd objects, sandbag and Zercher stuff. But other than that, training looks the same, but um, I think my, my life it just changed just from like a like a, i don't know maybe like a values perspective just the last couple of years since like 2020 and everything that happened is when i kind of got interested in shooting and you know i i think i, I shot my buddy's uh nine millimeter for the first time in this january so i've been shooting less than a year um and so, yeah, I think in terms of lifestyle, like going out and shooting and making that a regular part of my routine mm -hmm. and stuff, that's, that's been a big change. And then just being more pro gun and I don't know, I won't, get, I won't make the conversation political, but I think, yeah, a lot of, a lot of things like that have, no, have I, changed. I think that's good though. I mean, it's even <clears throat> just politics aside, it's um, you're becoming familiar with something that maybe part of society believes is dangerous and scary and a negative thing but the more you're training with it you're actually turning it into a positive and you're you're showing that it it can be and is a positive so totally yeah yeah and i think it's brought a lot of good understanding of like you know just the the benefits of owning a gun and um it takes the taboo and yeah like you were saying the fear out of it and i think everybody should at least shoot a gun and just go through the process of knowing how to handle it safely. And I think it would, I think if people did that, it changed a lot of people's opinions, but. Yeah. Have you yeah. taken your, your wife out shooting much? Me? Yeah. Have you taken your wife uh, out shooting much? We've, we've talked with the idea of her maybe doing a partner uh, 
tactical games together. Heck yeah. She needs to shoot more. And I, <laughs> uh, so I just, I got a new gun like a couple weeks ago. Um, I got a Canik <laughs> and I Sweet. think the, the, the slide release was a lot stiffer and just the slide in general is a lot like rode forward faster and she pinched her finger and she hasn't touched it since. Oh <laughs> no. So it bit me. <laughs> yeah. Like it's an unsafe thing to use now. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll see if I can talk her into doing that, but yeah, I'd still have to do a competition with her and she seems open to it. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, how often are you trying to get out and shoot? Like once a week. Yeah. Cool. I just started something called Bi Daily Dry Fire. Oh, good. And it's twice twice as good as what Jacob does. So <laughs> do that Dude, more than, than dry fire is but. underrated. It's so hey, good. It, it's quality over quantity. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about your quantity. I would say that I would say it's quantity over quality for CrossFit back in the old school days, but you know what? That's totally true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jacob? How have things how have things changed? Um, like the, you, there's no like <clears throat> there's really no comparison. Actually, that was funny at nationals this year. Um we had like uh first day we had some uh, like was there a heavy event wasn't wasn't very heavy uh we moved some heavy we moved some moderately weighted items back and forth and then we went and ran honestly the hardest ruck run i have ever done in my life and then we got done and we had like two hours then we had to go back to a crossfit gym and do some kind of um anaerobic threshold training on ski bike row and we got done with the run the run was tough man i mean i was laying on the ground thinking this is rough and everyone's complaining this is like this is so hard and i looked at everyone i was like you guys don't understand like this is like every day at the crossfit games between every event this isn't just like a like most of the events we do there are are hard you can make them as hard as you want but like it's totally up to you how hard hard you want to go with the tactical games because you still have to shoot but like yeah so you know training for me like uh i still have a teenager that i coach in the barn i'm still in the barn every day doing crossfit um which she's doing great by the way yeah uh yeah and uh so we uh i still do all that but um and then i tailor it every now and again instead of power cleans have all do sandbag cleans or whatever but you know training's training i mean nothing a whole lot of change my wife does not shoot with me she calls me a gi joe she makes fun of me um and so i will never get her to shoot with me so it will never well then that just means you've got to continue to be manly and protect the protect the ranch yeah yeah she will never shoot with me so (laughs) um slightly off topic do you guys do any hand-to-hand stuff do you do any jujitsu or judo or anything like that to just be even more of a man i box midgets that's all i do good yeah yeah. josh (laughs) (laughs) they're good to box because you know the center of gravity is lower and you gotta you gotta work your work your magic no i did boxing for about eight months and then I, oh that's right because you yeah, were no i legitimately did that I yeah you did because yeah, yeah yeah that i remember yeah i did, did um, it for like eight months and then I haven't, I haven't done it since so we yeah. don't actually have where i live we don't have anything nearby of that sort of nature so yeah <clears throat> um what uh, do you guys have planned for next year as far as uh tactical games can you hear me oh my back 
Uh, yeah, I can hear you. You're good. <clears throat> I turned my Wi-Fi off because you guys kept cutting out. So hopefully that's better. Well, we can hear you now. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Did Could I you... miss anything? Dude, you missed everything. No. Um, what, I heard what you, you guys were talking about boxing midgets. That was the last thing I... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you have planned uh, as far as competing next year? Uh, in terms of like what events I'm going to? Yeah. Um, we're, we're thinking about Utah right now. Um, I would like to do the one in New Mexico, but I, I don't know if we'll be able to pull that off in time. Um, but Utah is looking pretty for sure. And then I'm just kind of waiting to see what other events they announce. I really wanted to do another event in Bend. Yeah. Um, but with the laws that have been passed recently, I don't know if that's going to be realistic for them. So what what's been passed i didn't hear anything oh so in oregon they uh well they did a high capacity magazine ban so same as california so 10 round capacity um and i don't know the stipulations on i think you're still allowed to own them but in terms of like using them like a competition i don't know if that's going to be a legal thing um, and then the really crappy thing, there's a, there's a background check line that is six months long right now to buy a gun. Cause everybody was like panic buying. Um, and now you have to apply for a permit with like the police department and have an interview and safety training, um, to get like a permit that allows you to purchase a gun. And then you still have to do like the background check and everything that you normally do. So it's making it really difficult to, to buy a gun. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We're everybody in Oregon's keeping up on it. Yeah. Um, to see what happens, but um, everybody outside yeah. of Portland. It's a bummer because is... I would love to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Dang, outside man. of uh, on this side of Oregon is, is bummed about it, but it's whatever. I mean, there's plenty of other competitions that we can travel for. So, but yeah, it would be nice to have another local one. Yeah. Yeah. It was even good for us. We could just, you know, four hour little plane ride over there and it was easy so mm -hmm. it was fun it was fun to to go over there and, and meet the people um nice so if you if you go to utah we're headed to utah as well what about you jacob uh, i have no idea only planned like a day ahead of my life pretty much so i haven't even looked at next year's schedule so. cool well yeah. you only need to go to one so you can qualify for nationals and... i don't need to, i don't need to go to one they have the same rules old school crossfit okay Ooh, so you're yeah. just you're you could just go to nationals next year yeah i mean i mean essentially that's what jared did last year okay he, he didn't compete and he just went straight to nationals which is fine so yeah now well i'll do one probably starting in april i like to take an actual off season i'm a fan of taking a break and yeah, so but no off season yeah no don't get me started on that cody and so <laughs> um well i'll take an actual break and then i'll start doing them in april i do not like i'm sorry but fine motor skills i need it to be warm when it's cold you will not catch me shooting I, it's like uh, mm. so. not even that double True. day dry fire in the no, well i don't have to do it in the cold i can do that in my house it's warm yeah. i don't have to go so i'm not doing dry fire outside it's too cold how cold does it get there I mean, it snows here i mean we'll okay. get snow pretty soon oh yeah it, i mean yeah. it's been under 30 for a while okay so. Yeah. Yeah. We're Cody and I were discussing that before the, uh, before we hopped on and, um, right now it's 18 degrees outside. Yeah. You guys so, are cold than us. Yeah. 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 You guys need to 
come out here and maybe not in the winter, but come out here and enjoy some Yellowstone. Where the, where is here? Cool. Uh, Idaho. Um, we live in southeast Idaho, so we're like. So I've got, I've got an uncle and a family that live in Sun Valley out in. Okay. Southern. Yeah, so I've yeah. been out there a few times. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sun Valley is gorgeous. Yeah. Um. So we're in between. You could say like in between Sun Valley and Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think is that Jackson Hole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my wife. <laughs> I don't keep track of her very well. Pretty sure she was there like a couple months back. She went to Jackson Hole for a few days with her friends. So. Oh, cool. Is that like a really hoity-toity place for like shopping? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, she was there. That's where she went. <laughs> yeah, Jackson used to be like where the millionaires went. Now jackson's where the billionaires go so well my wife is neither a millionaire nor a billionaire but that's where she went so <laughs> well it's fun to mingle um actually greg glassman bought a house in jackson and um some people that that we we know are building his deck so it's just kind of funny because they're like there's this guy that i guess started crossfit and we're building his deck <laughs> like that's yeah do you know um um Greg Glassman had private security, you know, CrossFit got big. And one of the guys on his private security, um, Tim, was the guy who started Tactical Games. That's why it's very similar. Interesting. Hmm. So that's pretty know, cool. Now you, now you know. Yep, that's why it's very similar. So he actually pulled Greg aside and he was like, hey, I want to start this thing. This is what it looks like. I'm going to name it the Tactical Games. Is that okay? Trying to get his yeah. blessings. Like, like don't come sue me because, you know, yeah. CrossFit was notorious for that. It still is. Yeah. And uh, that he was like, yeah, go do it. And so that's, that's where it came from. That's why, that's why it looks very similar in a lot of different aspects. You know, we have a regional that goes to a national. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's also interesting if CrossFit sues a lot of people, because Greg's pretty libertarian and um, that's different, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, but if you got to protect your name, why wouldn't you sue them? If you're, if you're paying for your name, Oh no, I I agree. Everybody who who has my name. I, I pay an affiliate fee every year, so I'm glad yeah. that they that they, you, they keep it. You strong. want them to sue everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Protect that three grand or five grand a year. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. We're we're three, but um I we know some people that are grandfathered in at five hundred. I was like, good for oh, you. Oh yeah. Guys. I know a few of those yeah. people. I'm like, yeah. never change your name. Nope. Never change the name. <laughs> Even if you're not running a gym, keep paying that $500. Yeah, just, just keep it forever. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Jacob, do you plan on um, competing in anything different for a while? Yeah. or uh, I, What do you mean? Uh, like in shooting perspective, yes. So we got back from, I was in St. George, Utah a couple weeks ago. I'm shooting in a two-gun competition, which is rifle pistol. Yeah. Um, I compete about every week or every two weeks at a local USPSA match, which is pistol only. Um, And so, um, yeah, I, I compete in a lot of shooting sports and then travel for them too. And then then travel for experts and learn from those people too. So, um, because, you know, if you want to get better in shooting, you got to learn from the best or go compete in it. And tackle games is going in the direction of more action shooting, as we can tell. Like if you look at nationals this year, we had 300 points, which I don't remember how many total points we had, but like a large majority percentage of the points we had was all shooting and moving and was not stationary, prototypical, what you would call a tackle game stage. Um, we shot two longer two-gun stages and one short two-gun stage. Kind of, um, that was an aggregate on paper. And yeah. so um, 
you have to be good at action shooting like that, moving and shooting if you want to be successful in the sport. So, so USPSA is kind of a, a good, good point. a good place for people to. Have you have you done one before? I I've no, I've never done an actual match. We've went and set some stuff up, similar, but you set it up uh, like oh for like fun for your friends. Yeah, just fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so you set up a match and didn't do it? What did, what did you do that? Oh for? no, no, sorry, no, but yeah. um train with people who do USPSA and is that a, a good way to go? I mean, like, would you recommend that to people? A- absolutely. Like if you look at it, this sport is so similar to CrossFit. It's stupid, right? If I wanted to be good, CrossFit is multi CrossFit is a cross of a bunch of fitness, hence the name. Yeah. Right. And we have different branches of the sport that you have to be good at, right? I have to be good at rowing and swimming and lifting and blah, 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 and gymnastics. And so you need to go off and actually find someone to help you in those areas. One of the branches that we focus on for tactical games is your ability to move and shoot and to shoot targets correctly, accurately on the fly. And so going off and doing other sports is the same thing you would have done in CrossFit. So if, you know, you see CrossFit games athletes go off and do triathlons, why? Or go yeah. off and do you know, these races, why? Because they need to be, they want to go test themselves in an area to improve at it. Go do, they all do, you know, lifting, unlimited lifting needs. or whatever the case may be, it's the same thing for tactical games. You need to go be going off and testing USPSA, IPSA, uh, all the two gun competitions, three gun competitions, PRS, you name it. Or I sorry, IDPA. I don't know what I said the second time, but you need to be going off and doing these events because it'll make you a better athlete and a better because like if you sit there and all you train for is shooting a little circle on a wall, you are ultimately only going to be good at like 60% of the shooting that we do. Yeah. So you need to yeah. be able to move and shoot. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. cool. I Cody. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go. I was just going to say, I, I did the USPSA before I did any tactical games. And I thought, yeah, the training value that I got out of that and how helpful people were just yep. one from watching them and two from the advice they gave me was like, I want to do, I'm going to do every local one that I can. I wish I had one every week like Jacob, but. And my, um, mine's indoor too. The floors are slippery. Nice. Yeah, it's, super, it's yeah super we have nice. That's why we, we have like steel matches here because it's freezing outside. Yeah, we sit yeah. by a little chimney while everybody goes and go out and shoot steel for 30 seconds and get back in the fire. But um, yeah, all that stuff is super. I've, I've found a lot of benefit in it, but. Isn't that cool um, too, about the community, just the, the people there, they're, they're like, Oh, this is what you got. This is how I'm going to help. What do you need here? This that, is the best way to do this. Like it's such a good community of people. That is not everybody though. There are bad apples. So when I started shooting, there were some people that told me to stick to CrossFit because you're never going to be good at this. I wrote their names down and I have, <laughs> have now, I have now gone to competitions they've been at and beat them and looked at them and said, yeah, you remember what you said, boy. <laughs> Revenge is, is a good thing to make you be better. Don't close your ears. That's Cody. awesome. <laughs> I love that you wrote the names down. That's. Oh yeah. But yeah, like the community. I think I had a similar perspective that Cody had. When you show up to a USPSA match, if you have good people, I showed up. The first thing I said was, I have zero clue what I'm doing. Someone help me out. Which ones am I shooting? And they're like, any target you see, shoot it. And I did that. And at the end, they're like, well, we didn't mean to shoot the white ones. And I'm like, well, you didn't say that. So I <laughs> shot them all. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's just good fun. It's good training. And the big thing for most people is you need to have – Trigger time under duress. You going and doing trigger time in your local range is not going to carry over the tactic as much as you think because as soon as you have that shooter ready, stand by. Yeah. 
that people freak out and immediately forget what they're doing. It's like a yeah. three, two, one go yeah. call for CrossFit games. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you see that in the aggregates all the time. As soon as that that yeah. goes, that that beeper goes, you know, and they said to engage the right target, people are engaging the left target. It is, it's interesting. What's been it uh is. I think that's a whole skill in and of itself. I think oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it. I was just going to say, I think that's a huge skill that I don't know if Jacob would relate, but I feel like that carried over a lot from CrossFit of like the skill of being able to remain calm under like the pressure of that. Um, and knowing like, you know, the shooting aggregates, I'll literally rehearse it in my head like 50 times before I actually go. Um, so it's dialed in and being able to remain calm, even when the beeper is going off, I think is a, I feel like is a good advantage that I had just because of the background doing CrossFit and coming into tactical games with uspsa or whatever yeah um, not jumping hot out of the gate i mean you see that with yeah. first time not even first time you see it with fifth time competitors you know as soon as it's mm -hmm. go they're just they're gone and you're like no man you're gonna burn out so quick so first event i ever went to is price utah and uh i talked as i always will I talked so much trash, good natured trash to everyone at the top of the sport. Cause I was like, I'm going to come in and beat you guys. I was not going to do that, but I was a-okay losing. And so they put me in a lane next to Jared Halbert, who essentially won that year. Um, just a freak of a shooter. And um, they put me in a lane next to him and Jared will tell a story now, which is really funny. But the first event, we first stage we did, where we were in lanes next to each other. He gets to the firing line. We get the firing line about the same time. He stands there and waits for me. Okay. He lets me load my gun. He looks at me and watches me as I'm shooting and I start <laughs> shooting. And then he loads his pistol and starts shooting like about three times as fast just to get in my head. So I started shooting faster and then he slowed down the rest of the competition and kept shooting slow. And I kept shooting the same speed and missed everything. Cause it was like, he just straight got in my head. We laughed. We, since then we've always laughed about it. Uh, but yeah, it's That's the same awesome. thing. Slow down and take your time. Yeah. And that, that really is probably for beginners. Like the, the number one thing is you got to place your shots. If you're not placing your shots, you're not going to win or not even going to do, not even going to do well. Like you've got to be placing those shots. Every, every well, shot you miss can be, you know, 10 seconds. That's, that's binary, right? What does place your shots mean to you? Well, I'm talking actually getting them where you're supposed to get them. Well, so hundred percent accuracy. Well, I, you should be working towards it. But, I mean, but what is, yeah, but you have to understand, like, you're playing a very, this sport is a very strategy game. If I shoot 100%, Tyler, that is stupid. That is stupid to shoot 100%. Because what does that mean to you? That means you went too slow. I should be shooting like 80 to 85%. I should be shooting as fast as I can to get 80 85%. Because if I'm shooting slow and getting 100%, why didn't I go? If I'm putting a hole this size in my target, I'm doing it wrong. I should be only getting it in the target and I should be shooting less than hundred percent. Cause that means I'm going too slow. Yeah. So like I can see getting your saying. shots is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying there. Is that also because your fitness levels at a point where. Any fitness level doesn't matter. Doesn't depend on your fitness level. Right. Like well, I, will you're only, much I will only than... work out at, I will only work out at 85% to 75% capacity. Unless yeah. you let me go and there's no shooting, like uh, example yeah. for Cody. When we did that 12 minute AMRAP with the wall jump overs and the Hoosafell stone carry. Yeah. At that point, you just go. There's no shooting. So who cares? But like yeah. if I have fitness involved and shooting, I will only work out at like 85% capacity because yeah. I had to shoot the same capacity down there. Because if I 
work out really slow and shoot 100% capacity, well, guess what? I lost because my time yeah. is now three minutes behind everybody else. But, oh, by the way, you get a star for 100%. No one cares. I get, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a it's a it's a weighing game of and then sure. that changes from stage to stage and target to target. Yeah. Well, and our abilities, <clears throat> yours and eyes and Cody's, like I'm putting you and Cody on the same plane versus mine. I why, why my, is why is your different than mine though? Uh, I'm talking fitness ability. <laughs> we know, but what but why does our plans approaching a stage differ? I don't know. When I started slowing down and really focusing on accuracy, I just started placing way better. You know, when yeah. I was trying to just go fast and like do the fitness fast and shoot quick because I was worried about my time, I just did much worse. Now that well, I like that's slow the same down. Thing. That's the same thing for me. So I'm confused. We might be like, saying what is it's there's no difference. Yeah, we in, might be saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no difference here. Like you and I approach workouts the same way. If I go fast, I will drop shots. If you go fast, yeah. you will drop shots. If yeah. I go super, super slow to get 100% accuracy, I will lose. Same thing for you. There's no yeah. difference on your fitness level over there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I see what you're saying. Do you guys think there's um, strategy based on the workout? Like I'm, I'm thinking like the one in Bend where I think it was my best placing event because like I knew as a new shooter, I was going to be inaccurate, but I could do a bazillion burpees. And so I tried to shoot faster so that I could do more burpees. And I don't, I don't think I've done enough competitions really to know, but do you think there's a, depending on the event, a threshold and like where you like maybe push the fitness more or push the, or not push the shooting more, but take your time on the shooting more. So it depends. Go ahead, Tyler. Go oh, ahead. well, that's 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 how I feel. Um, I feel because my shooting ability is out is much better than my fitness ability. If I actually take my time, and when I say play shots, you know, just trying to be as accurate as I can be. Um, I just started placing better, placing in the rankings better, because uh, then I wasn't getting those missed shots, which added to my time. Um, mm. and there are different workouts where I know, you know, maybe it's a farmer carry where I know I can, I can do that fairly well without taxing myself too much to still go and shoot accurately. Um, that I will, I'll go faster in the fitness portion, knowing that I can still go and shoot. Mm -hmm. Your, your speed and how you approach a workout, everything that you do in the workout only depends on what you see downrange. That's it. So if I have a humongous freaking square for a rifle at 30 yards, I am going to blow and go on the whole. So I mean, I'm trying to think of events that we've gone through together. Uh, <laughs> anyone go to Iowa this year? You didn't, Cody. Tired you go to Iowa? Okay, never no. Mind. So, it, so what you see down range should stipulate your speed throughout the whole competition. So if I see yeah. down range that I am shooting – easy freaking targets, then it's going to be a sprint. I don't care what the fitness is. It's going to be a sprint. I'm trying yeah. to think of a good example of what we did this year that was close to that, but there really wasn't. But now if I'm shooting uh, targets that are much harder, um, it's a scale. If I'm shooting targets that are much harder, I will slow down. Now, if I'm shooting targets that are too hard, it actually flips. It's an inflection point. And now I will go ultimately faster than fitness because I know that no one will make those shots. Point sure. of fact, in nationals in 2021, I didn't do it, but I learned because I watched someone do it as we had a single-handed stage where we shot pistol single-handed. It's like 12, 13 yards on the freaking smallest targets you've ever seen. Some of us tried. 
yeah. and sucked. Yeah. So one guy went up there and just straight Nintendo that was like, and just <laughs> like had a fantastic time, probably didn't even miss that much more than me and overall won the workout because he was smart. He's like, oh, no one's going to make that crap. So who cares? You yeah. know, I can, I can shoot 20% accuracy if I just want shots down range. And so really, I don't care what the fitness is. Only thing that determines your speed is what you see down range, either distance, because we obviously get uh, 20 seconds per shot over 200 yard rifle. And then what the pistol shots look like. So, yeah, that's, all it is. that's a good point. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. I'm learning a lot. Me too. That's why, that's why we do this. Yeah. So you're like, hey guys, just go on a podcast and let Jacob just explain things. And we're just going <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> just tell us all your secrets. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean we do have to, you know, kind of see who won nationals. You know, that's, yes. The, yeah, the proof is in cool. the proof is in the pudding. So, <clears throat> Or if you're Joe Biden, what does he say? The proof is in the, and then he couldn't think of the word pudding. Anyways, um, yeah. What what nuggets? I I actually think the slowing down is a huge nugget for people to take. Someone who's never done a tactical game is just the idea of you know when that buzzer goes, it you don't have to blow hot out of the gate that's a, a really good nugget. What are a couple other pieces of advice that you guys would give someone that's getting into the sport? Um, I guess just speaking from my experience, like I, I was thinking about, cause I only did two competitions this year. And so I knew this year was going to be more just like dip your toes in the water and see if it's something that you can do. And if you like it kind of thing. And I don't know. I think if I were to give anybody advice about the first one, it'd be something like that. And the way you approach, you know, USPSA for the first time, like don't be concerned with going fast, like you said, but you know, safety is number one. You know, I didn't want to be that stupid guy that like ended up doing something wrong with safety procedures and then ended up getting disqualified. And yeah. then, um, you know, just enjoying yourself. And, you know, then once you decide you like it, what I'm trying to do now is take a lot more seriously this year. Um, you know, and you can start pushing the pace, but, um, taking it slow and enjoying yourself, I think would be if somebody was like super duper new, that's what I would say. I feel like it worked out well for me. So this is the new folks. Is that, is that what the, it's for Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just get to use what you got. Um, so a lot of people will show up and think, Oh, not show up. They'll say, Hey, I'm going to go to this event. I have a lot of people that come up my barn all the time. Like I have someone like about once a month comes out and says, Hey, want to come out for a few days. I've never done this before. Can you give me a pretty good walkthrough? And, um, they will show up with the gear they have in their house. You know, they've got a crappy Glock off the shelf, Bushmaster, or whatever the case may be. And they'll show up and they're like, okay, so I need to like change up my pistol. Change up my rifle. I'm like, no, you, get, you just yeah. use what you have, take yeah. what you have there. And then, Oh, by the way, when you're there and you see someone that has a different pistol or a different rifle, Ask them, hey, you okay if I try your pistol, dry fire it to see how well it works? And why do you use the things you're using? You know, why do you run the light on your pistol? You know, right? Why do you have a, a you know, why do you have this in your rifle? Whatever the case may be. Um, and you'll learn by going there. So usually what I tell people, new folks, is just use what you have. Don't yeah. go off and buy some stupid expensive pistol because you may not like the sport. Yeah. Or you, you might just need to start with what you have. And that's what I did for a majority of last year is. I just use production pistol, production rifle, 
off the shelf from Cabela's and ran it and it functioned great. And the yeah. nice part is it never broke down on me. As soon as yeah. you buy a Ferrari, a Ferrari, when it gets dirt in it, does not function like a Ferrari. So yeah. with that old Subaru, that sucker will work forever if you throw that in the dirt. So, yeah, I like that a lot. What about uh, the individual who's done a few tactical games? They've placed okay, but they want to take it to the next level. So, Cody. Um, if I was going what else everybody told me at nationals, you have to buy a staccato. (laughs) Well, I did play, I started placing much better in the rankings when I bought a staccato, but yeah, I did. People almost had me talked into it and I was like, I just don't, I feel like my skills can improve so much more before I can justify spending two or $3,000 on a pistol. But well, my skills, um, my skills can still improve too, but it, it made it you're literally buying accuracy. And I mean, Jacob would know with an Atlas, you shoot an Atlas, right? Literally purchasing accuracy. They're incredible. So Jared Stevens um, did his first event in Ohio with me and he shot Glock, I think. And his pistol accuracy was probably pistol, not rifle, pistol accuracy separate. It was like 30%. Okay. It was pretty, it's pretty dog trash. And, um, he borrowed and used Nick's staccato for Iowa. He did a team event with his wife, but he did still a shot pistol. It went up and he didn't, he didn't touch the staccato at all. He showed up the competition. Nick handed him a staccato. He used it for the first time. Never touched it. I didn't even dry fire the darn thing. <laughs> Freaking stupid. Showed up. I think he shot 80% accuracy with this pistol. Um, so... I say use what you have. It's not yes. a pay to play. Your skills Absolutely. are important, but yes, using an Atlas, using a, any 20, any good 2011 worth its grain of salt is going to be fan freaking tastic. When you want to buy a 2011, call me, Cody. I have a 2011. I can sell you. Okay. I have an, I have an Atlas that you can buy off me. I'll kiss it before I send it to you. I'll bless it. <laughs> no, they're sweet. They're sweet guns. Uh, but I agree with you. People need to learn as you go. Definitely don't throw a bunch of money into the sport before you even know. Um, and I've learned something from every single tactical games that I've gone to. I've, I've changed things up several times, but I went the first time with what I had and the, the, the cheap belt from Amazon and it was all good. You know, you learn from it. I mean, I mean, point in fact, Who's the guy who's won more tactical games events than any of us ever in ever? Jared. Was Jared run for a belt? Pretty sure if you look at Jared, he runs a freaking like belt you'd wear to church. Like it's yeah. just a regular belt. Like awesome. there's nothing. Fa- yeah. So like it's the point. It's it, it's the, if the guy is the top of the sport who's always been good at it and is still good at it, runs just regular gear, you're fine. He yeah. can you can do the same thing. You don't need something mm-hmm. really ultra crazy. Yeah. Um so I guess back to that question though, Cody. Um, other than buying an yeah, sorry, I gave you no, answer. I loved it because it's a good conversation. <laughs> like it, they are they are great. They're fantastic. They're accurate. You don't need them. Like I have a buddy, uh, Matt Bitter. Um, he won the intermediate at Bend, and he won it with his uh, Glock 19. And so it's it's doable and he's a great shot and he's put a lot of time and effort into shooting that glock 19 very accurately dude what is it a stock glock 19 dude yeah he's really good 
Is it a stock Glock 19? No, it is stock. He didn't change the trigger. It's on an aftermarket trigger. Not on that one. He's changed oh. some stuff now, but okay. that that one was stock ready to go. Yeah. So yeah, like if you gave some of these guys like Jared a Glock or a regular crappy pistol, they would still outshoot us. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I they, shoot, a lot of, they shoot a little bit worse, but yeah. they still beat us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I follow a lot of um, in enduro dirt bike like hard enduro stuff. And there are guys at the top of the game that are like, give me any dirt bike. Just give me a dirt bike and I want to show you what I can do. And they'll still go win on any dirt bike. It, it, it's skill. Like, take your time with your Glock 19 and learn how to shoot it. But yeah. sorry, Cody, cut you off again. Someone who <laughs> no, wants to take, take it, you know, they've won or they, they've done some, some tactical games. They're med, middle of the pack, but now they've decided like, hey, I want to make I want to make the podium, whether that's, yeah, take me through it. What would they do? What do they need to do? Yeah, I think Jacob's probably got more to more advice for this than I do, because I'm kind of in that situation of like, I've decided, okay, I want this to be my sport. And so I'm living <laughs> it right giving, now. But This is me giving advice to Cody. Is that what it is now? <laughs> yeah, it's like my counseling session. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My, my plan is to do, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of USPSA, a lot of two gun if I can, um, since that's where I'm deficient and, you know, keep training CrossFit. And I think, you know, the fitness side of things, it, I mean, it would depend too, of like, if you're not doing, if you're not in a CrossFit gym or something, or you're not having somebody look at your movement, that would probably be beneficial too. Um, but yeah, focus on your fitness and then try to get as much shooting experience possible is my plan. And then, you know, surrounding, trying to surround myself with people that know more than me. So a couple of the buddies that I competed with have competed in three gun for a long time. The guy that taught me how to shoot was a green beret. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing you want to do with CrossFit is surround yourself with people that are better than you and you'll probably rise to the yeah. level of the people around you. But that's my plan. <clears throat> All right, yeah. Coach Jacob. Uh Okay, so this is someone who's done a few events and wants to get better. Well, the first question I have is, what are you doing now? Like, I can't tell you what to do if I don't know what you're doing now. If you're doing all the things right now, if you're doing all the things correct now, then my question will be, well, why are you failing when you go there? Maybe you're just not a, it's an unteachable concept, but maybe you're just not a person who performs on game day. There are some people who perform, there are some people who do not, who crack under pressure. Um, and so... If you are someone who's not doing everything or you're just kind of like floundering around, um, it really is two different routes. One route is because we have two different kind of people in the sport. We have people who are sometimes more better at fitness, better at fitness and sucky at shooting. That's pretty yeah. much us in this group. You have the other folks who are great at shooting and suck at fitness. Um, personal opinion, I think it is easier to learn shooting than it is to learn fitness. You can fight me if you don't want to agree with on that, but I've boxed a small five foot man. So I'm good at it now. Um, and so my, the best way, because people don't have the ability to go to a range every week. You don't have to, all you literally got to do. You see my freaking little pink thing on the wall. Got a few of them. Is there more over there? I don't know. All you need is like freaking post-it notes on a wall and just set aside 10 minutes and dry fire. That's all you need to do. You'll be so good at it. Now you have to understand Assuming this person has been to many events, they have to understand how to dry fire correctly because just going up and pulling a trigger on target will help, but it will not ultimately help for the sports you are in. And the speeds and changes as we do different things. So we, 
In 2022, we shot a lot of pistol from barrier. I don't necessarily agree with that because I wouldn't probably shoot from a barrier using a pistol, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, there was a lot of pistol from barrier. I'm, I mean, here's my question. What pistol did we not shoot from barrier? I think the only thing was a shooting aggregate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, it, I'm thinking in Phoenix. Or a tank trap, too. I yeah, shooting from a, 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 a barrier is still a barrier is a tank yeah. trap. Anything that's a barrier. Yeah, in Phoenix, just right before the long run, but that's it. Yeah, shooting those that, those metal those metal targets. This year, that was in Bend, I think, Tyler. Oh, was yeah. that Bend? Okay, because I did. Yeah. I remember doing that. Okay. No, we have never. No, no, yeah. Anytime, let me ask you a better question. We have always shot pistol from a barrier this year if we are shooting paper. If you are shooting an aggregate, we did yeah. not. Oh, if I get you were shooting saying. steel, we did not. We did not shoot. I don't think we've ever shot using a barrier on steel using pistol rifle. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the point of the fact is, if you are only getting trigger control, it's great on a piece of paper, standing up, single hand, both hand, whatever. Um, but shooting from a barrier is going to be the, this key separator, assuming they continue to do that. And most people will come back and say, well, Jacob, I don't have a tank trap in my living room or I don't have a VTAC. Well, neither do I. Yeah. Um, so a window seal, I mean, a door frame, a freaking your refrigerator, your couch, your dog, your chair. You know, honestly, the best thing I used to tell people is grab a high, like a, a high top chair. That's a great freaking barrier to shoot from. Yeah. You can literally use anything in your house. And it's just, you know, you have options to shoot from barriers yeah. in your house. You just don't well, and I mean, take... 30 minutes and I just I I built one and you know posted it online. Everyone's like, hey, you know, yeah, but not give everyone me has a place to store that. That's my point. Okay, that that's true. But I, there were like 10 people that now have one because it was like, you can do this. You can go, yeah. you know. They're very easy. You can you can build, but that's my point. Like if you want to go to the next level, you're just literally spending time dry firing. Now, if you if you you're great at the shooting and you suck at the fitness, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just dry firing. That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to dry fire more then. Well, and to, and to clarify, this isn't do fitness for fitness sake because you want to become, go to the CrossFit games. Yeah. This is dry firing with a purpose because you have a purpose driven behind it. If yeah. you just show up every day and you're like, cool, I'm going to film myself doing more reloads. Great. You're great at when you reload your pistol in, a, in an aggregate, <laughs> what percent of points is that? Maybe. Yeah two points out of the whole freaking weekend. Exactly. So you might as well spend time practicing the things you're actually going to have to like work on. It's not yeah. moving fast. It's not speed. It's not reloading. It's shooting slowly, shooting accurately, um, sight control, trigger squeeze, and then using a barrier and being able to press against it and know how to function with the pressure. And then rifle on a barrier is freaking simple. The pistol, it sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was interesting to shoot uh, a pistol off of the barrier. Um, I actually was shooting pretty good off of a barrier. So I was like, Hey, I'm okay with this, but, but you got to practice everything too. You know, what, what is shoot good? Well, good question. <laughs> it would depend yeah. on the, See, event. How do you know you should, you're not even giving me numbers. What is shoot good? What's pistol shooting good? I'll be honest that you, you throw out percentages and, and I need to be better at that. You know, you're, you're really, you seem pretty analytical. Like, Hey, this is my percentage. This is what I was shooting. I, I'm not doing that. So I'm just giving a very general, like, Hey, I did if, pretty good. If you shot 10 shots, if you, if you shot 10 shots on target, eight out of 10, 
Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But I I'm not consciously thinking percentages, so I like that you are are doing that. That's something I can take away from this is you know actually take my papers or take the pictures that I took of my papers. What what percentage accuracy was I shooting? I will. I have a binder. Take notes, Cody. Here we go. I'm gonna give you free advice. I have a binder of targets like you know they're like sheets of paper right i'll like get a stencil draw a target with a sharpie on there go to you go to ups print off like 500 of them <laughs> they'll probably think i'm a sociopath and then put them in a binder and then i will shoot those over the course of the next couple months uh and then i will keep and i will keep them sliding in the binder and i can show progress over time and then i'll write mm -hmm. down notes for every single one hey for this one you know, like when you're shooting off the way you shoot off a tank trap and the way you shoot off of a barrier, a flat wall, like a VTAC is completely different than how you pressure, put pressure against it. For a VTAC, you are pressing against it. For a, bear, for a tank trap, you're pulling against it to a degree. And so there are different ways to approach it. So you put notes on your paper. You say, hey, here's my target. So here's your target with your little holes. You score it and you say, hey, for this target, I tried to pull against it or um, to push against it. And then, oh, by the way, for this 10 shot sequence, that I shot on each target, this is how long it took me. And then I take those times and figure out, okay, I can shoot a 10 shot sequence at an 80% accuracy in 36 seconds, given whatever the barrier looks like. And so those are things you have to know that when you get there, you'd be like, that firing sequence is going to take me a minute and a half because I know how long it takes me to shoot 10 shots, rifle and pistol, and then different positions. And then like the other big thing is we do a lot of barrier work. I have a barrier on my property, a, a barrier, let me clarify, a VTAC board. You know what a VTAC board is? Okay. I have a VTAC board on my property that I built. Every port on that VTAC board has a number. There's 22 positions on that VTAC board. Um, I also broke down positions on the wall that go straight down. I broke down positions on the wall, feeling like this is a standing position, this is a kneeling, this is a, this is a seated position. So I break down every position. And for dry fire, um, I'll go in there and say, hey, today, I'm going to work when we shoot, we shoot from different ports usually, right? It's like, Hey, yeah. shoot three shots from this port, three from here, yeah. three from there. Right. So you can go in there, get a random number generator on Google and then say, Hey, today I'm going to shoot one sequence from this board today. I'm going to practice it over and over and over again. And I will get on Google and say, generate me three numbers between one and 22. It'll give me three numbers. And those are the three port numbers. That, that is it. The firing sequence I will practice that day. So it might be like, Hey, we're going to shoot position seven, position three, position 21. And I'm going to work rifle and pistol from those two, three positions. Because if I can randomize it when we get there, most of the time they're randomized there. So I can yeah. work sequences that we can practice there. So kind of reading between the lines also, you are actively searching for your weaknesses and then crushing them. Correct? I mean, if you, I mean, yeah. Like how yeah. do you get better? I mean, that's yeah, like, yeah. But I mean, that to some people might, might be like, well, that's a revelation because if, if they're Cody good spent, at one thing. So you if Cody spent his whole kid. life, if Cody spent his whole life for CrossFit Games only practicing muscle ups and pull ups, he probably at the end of the day be like, "Man, I'm freaking amazing at muscle ups and pull ups," and he feels so good about himself, right? And then he would go to a competition and find out, "Hey, we have to do something different, you know, run or whatever." And he's like, "Man, I suck now," but he felt great during the year. So like the question that comes down to the athlete is, would you rather feel crappy at the end of the day because, man, today sucked because I sucked at it, but then feel good at a competition? Or would you rather feel good every day but crappy at a competition? Well, what really matters? I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. No, I'm with you on that. I think the, the answer from the general population might surprise us, though. 
people want to feel good as much as possible. So that's why, that's, in this, that's why in this day and age, it's very easy to be successful because so many people are lazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so that is a good up. point. <laughs> there's, a, yeah, there's, there's my quote for the day. I mean, I like I mean, it. Look at the world. Like if you have a modicum of the ability to work, just a small amount of ability to actually work hard, you can make money doing anything this day and age. Literally. Yep. You want to put up feet pictures? Cool. You can make money. <laughs> like, I mean, like the possibilities are endless. Uh, I got on the, you know, the in body, like an in body body composition deal. In, I got on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I got on it today and one of our coaches was like, you have pretty nice ankles. And I was like, that's my OnlyFans account. It's going to be ankles down. <laughs> only fan slash uh ankles down that's that's me that's that's my next money maker <laughs> not a bad idea <laughs> sadly like you said you put some work into that in this day and age it's like you probably would make some money doing that um dudes i really appreciate it um i know that a lot of people look up to you guys in the crossfit world and now in 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 the tactical games world and just um from my standpoint, just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, preaching the good word and, and helping people out. Um, in speaking of success, I mean, to me, that is success um, that you guys are out helping people, even though that might not be your goal. You know, your goal might not be, Hey, I'm going to go compete in the tactical games and help a million people, but you are doing well, that in yeah. turn. But the thing is this, think about from this perspective, because it benefits you, right? Like if you would ask Cody and me, Cody, would you have loved to have joined CrossFit back in 2008 when it was new? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone who's worth their grain and salt would say the same thing because man, yeah. how cool would it be to be the ground level of a growing sport? That's exactly yeah. what we are doing here. So if I can be a person to help this sport grow, um, and to become something, I don't know if it'll ever become CrossFit Games level, but it, to become something bigger, why wouldn't yeah. you want to be involved in that? Yeah, well, that that's why that's why I do it is because I don't have to qualify right now. I can just sign up, so I will always be a tactical games athlete. No, I'm just I'm I'm messing with you, but no, I I completely agree, and it's 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 an incredible sport, and so I really appreciate what you guys are doing, and and that you're willing to put yourselves out there and help people with it. I don't feel like it's hard because I'm enjoying it, but <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. like Jacob said, it's cool to be <laughs> at the ground level, yeah. kind of getting involved with it. It's cool. Well, um, anything we can do for you guys? I don't think so. I was going to say, I think this is officially the podcast that I've been on the most times now. So I actually think both of you, thanks yeah. for having me on so many times. Oh. Well, thanks for being willing. I, uh, I appreciate it a lot. And um, every time either of you guys are on, there's pretty much the most response comes from it. So, so thank you for helping me to grow the podcast. And then, I mean, hopefully in turn, it's just mutual benefit for everybody. So yeah, all mutually beneficial. It's good. <clears throat> cool. All right, guys. Hey, I really appreciate it. And um, reach out if you ever need anything. See you guys. Sounds good. Thanks. Good to talk hey. to you guys. Yeah. Hey, are you recording? Yeah. Stop, stop recording. I have a question yeah. to ask Cody. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. One second.